Hey guys, welcome to Professional Pharmacist. I'm your host, Lisa Purdy. This is the fourth season, and I'm so happy to get to talk to you about all things professional development. I now live in the Midwest, and I love to share my experiences with all of you, hoping to grow your leadership and provide some things to think about as you grow your team. Today, I thought we would talk about uh, succession planning. I really enjoy succession planning, not only because it plays a role with role development, where you get to know the dreams and goals of your team members, but this is also where you get to really put that cherry on top. You make connections for legacy. You get to not only put people into places where they get to move into their next season and really grow and develop those new skill sets, but you also get to help the person getting promoted and moving towards retirement, you know, either one, to really ease into that next season and embrace almost a whole new identity. Whenever I have role development one-on-one meetings with someone and I see they're ready for a move, I start talking to them about what they're going to be doing and what they're leaving behind. I think it's really important for both pieces to happen in order for the person you speak with to firmly feel ready and stable for the change. Now, obviously, this is not a must-have. It usually doesn't happen in almost any place. But idealistically, and frankly, with the pressure that we're on with our current staff, this can really help build strong and healthy emotional states. Now, I'm not a certified therapist, and I don't tend to know anything about that, but I am brought into conversations like a non-traditional counselor for people who just need to talk. And from what I can tell, having someone walk through this type of thing and navigate this new season seems to really help. First off, the person moving into this new season, whether it's retirement or promotion, really needs to consider how their life will look different. Can they picture themselves in the new role, even if that role is staying home? What does that daily routine look like? What will they find purpose in? If retirement is the goal, they may not love waking up at a specific time of the week. Or, you know, maybe for the first two weeks, they, you know, kind of like the fact that they get to sleep in. But soon enough, boredom is going to set in. Having a routine of sorts or even goals to achieve will help them feel like they still have purpose. Maybe it is finding a hobby or a new interest that they never did before. Taking time to unpack this will really help them in many ways. So please encourage them even if even at the very least, do some sort of journaling exercise. Now, if promotion or changes in the position is coming, have the team member consider how they identify themselves now and how that will change when the next job comes. Sometimes people transitioning into a new role do something that doesn't make sense to their family and friends. So feeling comfortable in your own skin, knowing that the choice was made for the best of your interests, grounding your thoughts and note can really be helpful in navigating those conversations. For promotions, these are often easier to speak of. There's a sense of celebration, but this is also meaning new pressures and outcomes. So what are the things that they're doing to help them now that will ease them into that new role that'll bring down their anxiety level? Once they've taken time to really consider where they're going, ask them to look back to what they're leaving behind. Will they want to help identify the person who replaces them? Do they want to mentor that person? Are there any kind of standard of work that's written in their mind, but not really on paper? Are there things that you wish that you knew before you started the job that you could offer someone else? Could you provide some kind of a day in the life for the new, the new hire? Not only does this provide tools that help bring closure to someone who maybe created the job, but now it helps that person give back to supporting the one who's going to replace them. 
There are many positions out there where the person leaving the position was actually the first person in that role. They may have created it or it was created for them. So this could be like their baby in a sense, and it's an opportunity for them to pass down a legacy to someone else. You have seen this not done so well when a company owner retires and they need to find someone to take over and maybe they don't really pass on the information well. Maybe they don't trust the one who's taking over. So they retire, but they struggle to stay retired. In a year or so into retirement, they come back and it's like they still want to run the company without any real place to be. And there's this power struggle you see within the new owner or leader trying to maintain momentum while the previous owner or leader tries to take back power. Remember, everyone wants to feel valued and appreciated, so taking time to transition people well is good for everyone involved. To give you an idea of what this can look like in practice when it's done well, I have a couple of examples. So we have a diversion specialist. This particular job was made for her a few years ago. She's the only one in the department who knows all the reports and regulations required to do her job well. She plans to retire in a few years. This job is great for her, but since she's the only one trained in the role, it limits the department when she's on vacation. Through one-on-one conversations, I've actually found two girls that were interested in what the diversion specialist does. Our specialist was open to helping to see if one of those gals could handle the responsibilities and suggested that they train in the, the narcotic vault first. The first gal felt overwhelmed by the narc vault, so we knew that wasn't the right fit. The second was thriving, so once this gal continues to work in the narc vault for a while, the specialist will then start training her into diversion. For now, this helps us have a backup for vacation. And however, once the specialist decides to retire, we now have someone available to step in. In retail, we have a couple pharmacists retiring. Our, our retail is a pediatric hospital and it requires an extensive knowledge of pediatrics, wouldn't you know it? Our hours are amazing and would easily attract pharmacists, but because of the patients, we try to pull pediatric inpatient trained pharmacists if we can. Knowing we have some pharmacists wanting to retire soon, I've been on the lookout for a pharmacist interested in cross-training into retail who currently work in our inpatient side. One gal I've met with several times over the past year came to mind. She's about to obtain her MBA. She loves patient interactions, is a true team player, and has retail experience from working as an intern a few years back. The MBA is a particular interest to me because I know that my manager will actually retire here in a few years, and not only will this gal get to take over for a staff pharmacist leaving, she could potentially also learn the skills needed to become a manager in the future. Now, no promises are made, but you need to think about these opportunities. I sat in meetings with both her, her current manager, and the retail manager about this option. We brought her in to speak to the retail manager to see if there was a real fit. We created a plan that could cross-train her into retail. And now she'll be given time training, working extra hours to pick up those skills. Once trained, she'll be able to cover any kind of vacation requests. This creates a great way to train her ahead of time before the rubber meets the road and we really need her to jump in so much less stress. How often do we not think about what is coming and have absolutely no plan? We get two weeks or even a month notice and we can't even post a job until the month is over. Thinking ahead creates this beautiful seamless option where everyone feels comfortable in the transition. I do understand with staffing shortages this can really be difficult to consider but if you have any bandwidth whatsoever to to be able to consider it I highly recommend it. It will greatly impact your culture and make 
the other team members feel valued while you take care of them by covering those holes created before they even happen. With promotions, I've mentioned I have this informal leadership program. Now, this is really important for having the greatest impact in your local culture. You want to be stewarding your people and invest in their skill sets. And trust me, even little things will materialize into a big deal. We recently had two team member uh, go into team lead positions. The team leads opened up in the inpatient side. One gal moved in um, because moved out of her position because she was a buyer. And the other one was created because we saw a need for adding additional leadership presence in the evening. Because I had people in my informal leadership group who I had been working with, it made sense for these two selections very easily. Management was able to look to anyone internal that was part of that program and know that they were advancing their skill sets towards the outcomes that we needed. The two gentlemen selected had already proven themselves by becoming point trainers and early on in the program they were owning their space of influence, training new hires, developing competency assessments. They were project leads. Knowing they both were seeking promotion, I was already spending time with them to develop their interview, interview skills and updating their resumes and building their confidence by providing opportunities for them to shine. In a sense, I was already training them for the role they were going to be selected for. By promoting from within, the department has loved the growth, watching their coworkers get to do things that they're well suited for. They feel seen and they know that the opportunities will be available for them as well. They also feel taken care of because we saw a gap and we knew how to fill it with the people we had. Now we get to backfill those positions and we can show new hires how we grow our own. We are about to do the same thing on the retail side. Management already recognized that we needed a team lead to help with schedules and competency assessments in various sections, navigating the ever-changing workflow that we now provide COVID vaccines to the public rather than utilizing a clinic. I'm really excited to see how the new team member will take off helping to train others alongside her and advance the team towards the goals that we have. I think that wraps up today. I hope this content is helpful for you as you consider your next steps in developing your team. This season, we've been speaking a lot about the changes and shifts that are happening, but this is a great way to stay ahead of it and really invest back in the team members you have. This is the type of option a healthy department can offer. This is a way for us to stand out to the best applicants out there and for you to really show that you care for your people. Yes, you're still going to see people needing to leave for a variety of reasons, but at least you know that you gave them the absolute best and every option possible for them to be successful with you something most places can't even consider right now. I think Craig Rochelle says it best. We don't need to be your forever job, but we hope you look back and think we were the best one. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Again, if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. This helps get that content out to other people. If you realize that this started getting you to think about more questions and you want to talk through those, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Lisa Purdy. Talk to you next time and have a great week.